Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Two Peas on a Pod podcast. This is Zachary Cordell, along with Austin Griffiths today. It's been a little while since I've been here, but I'm back. I may be down, but I'm not out. Just yet. I'm very close, though. (laughs) I got threatened just last night to get kicked off the podcast. But here I am for like the third time. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the first time. People keep asking me all over the place. Why don't you just change it to one P? Well, just don't have a ring to it. That there's too work. much legalities for that. So you have to change all of everything. I'm back for a little while. For a little while. So that entrance song was written by my lovely wife. Great song, I think. Where can we find it? I've you had all kinds of people find ask. It. That is one of the most common things that we get asked about this podcast. It is true. Is where to find the song. And the song can be found on any music platform online. So Apple Music, Spotify, um, just whatever you like listening to. You and can what find you, it there. What is a, what does somebody need to type in to find it? You can type in Kelly and Zach, um, Heaven on Earth. And that's the name of the album that the song is on. Kelly and Zach, Heaven on Earth. And it should come up on anything that and you that one's to. titled The Old Time Way. Yes, it is. I think so. Yep. Well, in other news, it's a beautiful day in March. It's March 25th today while we're recording. It is beautiful out today. And you know what that means? What? Next week is PFYC. Yes, it is. When this comes out, it will be like two days away. Yep. I'm excited about it. It's that time of year again. I've made my preparations. Yep. I've got my reservation. I'm packing up. Uh, Not yet. No, I'm not. But I'm getting ready to. (laughs) Well... I'm already packed up. You stay packed up, don't you? That's, yep. good, that's a good way to live. I stay packed up, ready to go that's at all times. a good times. way to live right there, brother. You never know when you got to put it in drive and go. You never know. I got my cabin reserved, and we're ready to go. We always enjoy going. It's one of our highlights of the year. Yes, it is. The kids love it. Family loves it. Yes. I got an RV park. Always put it on the schedule. As soon as I find out what it is next year. Already cemented in the schedule. Yep. Now Austin is a he's a planner. If y'all don't know him, he plans <laughs> everything as much as my job will allow it. And I'm not much of one. I I like to do things spur of the moment. A lot of times, just how I operate. Now Austin, he usually plans everything out way in advance. I mean, he's going to have his stuff scheduled a <laughs> long way out. Now, fire conference, you have to. I, that's one thing I do have scheduled because you, you yeah. have to. You wouldn't think you'd run out of places to stay down there, but you will. Yeah. We went one year. Let me tell. Well, let me get back to you real quick. I was going to tell this about him. He's usually a planner, plans everything out. And there's one campground that him and his wife, which is my sister, like particularly. And he did not schedule it in time this year. So they did not get the campground that they like. I know it. And I was really shocked by that. <laughs> and I figured he had that scheduled two years ago. It's a humongous campground. And I just thought, well, I'll wait till. So know. the moral of the story is 
you don't wait. Act upon what you're going to do because you never know when times. I'm still staying in a nice one, just not well, the first choice. You wouldn't think you'd run out of places to stay, but you will. You can. Yeah. We um, we one year we wasn't going because one of our children was due. Our first one, Mister Sawyer Bryan. Despite the fact that I told you the whole time you stood. So it's going. been eight years ago. Now it's hard to believe it's been that long ago. Was it Sawyer? Yep. We didn't think we was going to go because he was due pretty close to that time. And so we didn't schedule nothing. You know, we didn't get no room. We didn't do nothing. And we went to, uh, everybody was leaving that day. She had just been to her doctor a day or two before. And uh, everybody was packing up and we was all talking on, like I guess, their group text or whatever. Somehow we, we was all talking. I don't think we had Marco Polo back then, but... Um, Everybody was leaving, and we was, like, so disappointed. I was at work, and I was really, really wanting to go. I hadn't missed a year since I was, like, 13 years old or something. 15, I don't know how old we was when I started going. I think I was 13. And so we was really, really wanting to go. So she called her doctor, and he's like, I think you'll be fine. He said, you all can go. That ain't, I don't think that'll be no trouble. He said, just stop a couple times, walk around. I think you'll be fine. So she called me back. She's like, the doctor said he thinks I'll be fine. I said, well, pack the bags. I'm coming home. So I left work <laughs> and uh, came home, and we packed up and went and got down there and could hardly find anywhere to stay. It was unbelievable. I thought we were going to have to come back home. And you just wouldn't think. I mean, when you go there, there's hotels everywhere you yeah. look. I mean, you can't hardly drive you know, uh, half a mile without running into 10 of them. And it was unbelievable. There was hardly no room. We finally found a place, but it was it was late. It took forever. So so when you're hearing this, if you don't have a place to stay, you might be in trouble. Go find you one. <laughs> Hurry up. You might be in trouble. <laughs> we was in a, a revival last night, and one of the fellowshipping pastors came over, and he had had a cabin reserved for like two months. So I'm not the only one that plans ahead. <laughs> but they contacted him this week, this past week, and told him that he don't have it no more. I know. He's, he's like, I don't know that. what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to stay. And then on top of that, one of the reasons I do it is so you know you got it. And the earlier you reserve it, the cheaper the prices are. Yeah. If you get a hotel, you know, seven, eight months in advance, yeah. the cheaper it is. Yeah. And this pastor, he's, he's got five kids as well. Yeah. And they're teenagers, some of them. So they they have a hard time. Yeah. Can't you just know, get finding. a hotel. <laughs> so just find your spot. And go to PFYC. You'll enjoy it. Yes. And then not too long, eh, not too long after PFYC, actually, just about a month, about five or six weeks after PFYC, we have May Momentum coming up. Yes, we do. Flash news. May Momentum time again. And we're not going to beat you to death about it. But we just want to let you know about it. Strictly informational. So I'll tell you this. If you're interested in coming, and I know – Probably quite quite a few, quite a bit of our listeners that came last year listen to the podcast. And so I will tell you that it is located at the beautiful Ruggles Campground at 4307 Ruggles Campground Road, Tollsboro, Kentucky, 41189. May, Friday, May 12th, Saturday, May 13th. Services at 730 on Friday, 11 on Saturday. Food provided after each service, plus a Saturday breakfast. 
no entry fee. There'll be an offering plate that's passed each service, but there's a fishing pond stocked with bass, bluegill, so bring your pole. A nice playground for the kids, volleyball, basketball. There's lighting that's provided at the Friday night after the Friday night service so we can see for a while. Um, there's three buildings for dorms, one for the girls, one for the boys. There's a two-story building for married couples. Um, being only a one-night stay, beautiful place. Yes. Beautiful place. Mattresses are provided. Bedding, towels, pillows, etc. is not provided. you got to bring that yourself. Bathrooms on the dorms, the tabernacle. Um, if you'd like a dorm spot, you can DM me on Instagram or you can send us an email to the podcast. Or if you got my number, Zach's number, you can tell us you're coming. Um, sometimes, some years the beds get filled up pretty fast and then sometimes they don't. Every year is yep. different. And then some people don't show up when they said they're going to. That just happens with meetings. <laughs> but uh, just come be with us. Two days. You're more than welcome to arrive, I guess, about any time Friday. Yep. And leave. we we'll usually all head out about 6, 7 o'clock Saturday evening, start getting ready for Sunday. But just come ready to worship, get fed by the word, and it's always a great time. Did May 12th and 13th. No, you can. Brother Samuel Snow will be with us this year preaching on Friday night and possibly Saturday. I didn't know how <laughs> concrete it was, so that's why I didn't say yeah. it. So... <laughs> We had another speaker for Saturday, but unfortunately they had to cancel uh, due to some graduation stuff. Yeah. So May's a busy time. We always get messed up with graduations, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, that's all right. We're still going to have a great time. Yeah. This so, year is a week earlier than last year, but that's just the way she fell. Yeah. There ain't nothing we can do about it. So no, sir. It's nice. But last year. But we want you to come. Come out and be with us. Last year, enjoy it. there was a bunch of fields Hopefully. behind the campground. And they was like harvesting the crop or doing something. <laughs> and I about died. <laughs> I remember that. I was moments from death, y'all. I couldn't breathe. I'm pretty sure my whole head was swollen. I was sneezing. I told Zach, I can't lead service. I'm just going to fall over. <laughs> I said, it's a good thing. We got some life insurance or something. I said, because I'm leaving this world. It was yeah, bad. It, you could see it in the air coming towards us. The uh, The campground sets up against it. It lines with an Amish farm. And they was out. I wasn't the only one. It looked like mustard or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was rough. I don't know what mustard really looks like. but So when they told us we had to come a week it was earlier yellow. this year. I thought, well, the good news is maybe we will escape the near-death experience this yeah. year. But it is March. Well, it's almost March is almost over. But the first time we're recording together in March, how often? Mustard plant is one of any of several plant species in the genre of brassica and synapus or something like that. Mustard seed is used as a spice, grinding and mixing the seeds with water, vinegar, and other liquids. And there's a picture. That I think it's that what it looks was. like it. I was right. Whatever it was, it about killed me. Mustard is dangerous, y'all. It's rough. It'll it wasn't just. You. <laughs> it was rough. It was bad. So it's almost the end of March. Have you? How often or how do you look up just random holidays in March? Just all the random, crazy observances that we have in this country. It's pretty entertaining just to look up all the random observances that we have. Well, I have never really done it. So March 3rd was I Want You to Be Happy Day. I Want You to Be Happy Day. 
How many people knew that? How many people actually went forth and done that? I didn't know until I looked it up. I'd say 99.9%. But I guess that should be that. our our daily cry. Not just True, March 3rd. But then if you move on to March 5th, and this is where it gets interesting, learn what your name means day. Did you know what your name meant? I do. What's it mean? It means God remembered or remembers. God remembers. What's he remember? Hopefully Everything. me. <laughs> <laughs> did you see what mine means? I did. I saw it on your notes. You could look that up. That is a fact. Allegedly, I haven't looked this up. No, y'all can fact this. Check is a this. fact. Austin. I means think Austin's worse than CNN. Right greatness. Here. It means magnificent. From the baby name website that I was reading, it means majestic. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's the only reason he done this uh, weird days thing, so he could read his definition. That's what of his my name, name means. <laughs> Y'all, if you're having a child, Austin's a good name. Look how I turned out. Wow. Great, magnificent, majestic. I don't know about that. Y'all okay, just, we'll move you on. might want to stick with Blake or something. The 13th. You don't even, what does that mean? I don't know, but it ain't Austin. You might end up naming your kid something and it mean like, I don't I know. I also know what my son Sawyer's name means. Logger? It means one that saws. One. <laughs> <laughs> What was Tucker's name? What does it mean? It means uh, terror or something like that. Tormentor. Tormentor. One <laughs> one who torments. <laughs> that should have been. Yeah. And he he fit that bill when he was younger. Yeah, when he was younger, he did. He was, was a funny. ruffian. So look at what your name, your kid's name means. You know, in the Bible, it meant something. Now we're just like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Well, they had different. <laughs> it was a different culture. Look at the 13th napping day. How do you feel about naps? Mm, yeah. That's how I feel about them. I don't take naps. My wife loves Sunday naps. So does mine. But there's too many kids I for her. I am not to get a fan one. of it. I don't like naps because I wake up more tired and then I've wasted several hours, is my thing. I don't yep. like naps. Yep. Now, if I'm on an airplane and I can, nap's okay. If I'm on a long car ride and I'm not driving, like when we used to drive carpool to work, nap's okay. No, I have to say, I do sleep in the car. I'm but, like a baby. You put me in a car, the motor gets roaring, I'm out. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. So I guess when that comes to that, but I wasn't thinking of that. I was now that I'm not carpooling in the middle of the day. Now that I'm not carpooling, I don't ever nap. Well, I, I cannot hardly stay awake in a car, whether I'm driving or riding. Right now, after I got, which we didn't go to bed till super late last night, Friday night of revival. We was up fellowship until like two o'clock. After getting up this morning, I won't go to bed till probably two or three o'clock tonight. No naps, just just the way it is. Yep. Then I knew you'd love this day, March fifteenth. Everything you think is wrong day. It's every day. Everything you think is wrong. That's every day for some people. That includes. Everybody. That includes us. No, that don't include me. <laughs> so just saying like everything that you think of, everything in your mind, everything you're wrong about everything. Your mind on that day is wrong. Well, yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of people could fit that bill every day. <laughs> then moving on to the eighteenth is awkward moments day. Austin, where do you find these days? How do you know that that's what these are? Just look it up. 
Look up observances <laughs> in the United States of America. The 25th Are is you Waffles sure you ain't Day. These up? No, I ain't. Waffles Day. Waffles Day. There's almost something for every day of the year. I just typed in Waffles Day. The first thing that came up was Saturday, March 25th. I told you. Hmm. The 30th is Walking the Park Day. I know you like that. Um, yeah, I Well, you're going to be in Pigeon Forge on the 30th. I do that all the time. Not. Look, this one is timeanddate.com. Fun holidays. Fun. You can pick the month, and they just go on. They're just hmm. all kinds of craziness. Well, that's interesting. I don't know who makes them up and who gives the title, but there they are. Well, well, do you take walks in the park, Austin? No. Me neither. I haven't been to the park in forever, except for one instance. I took my kids to the park because it was really windy like it is today, and we went and flew some kites at the park just a few, I don't know, probably a month ago, several weeks ago, about a month ago. Yeah. And we went to the park and flew kites. But other than that, I do not go to the park. Well, we better move on. we got a schedule to keep today. We are going to read, at least today, we're going to read about half of the feedback. And we have got tons of feedback live from different meetings and churches, and we are so thankful for that. And there have been some feedback that they've requested not to read on air, and then some feedback was just for us personally. But for all the feedback that is for the podcast and to be read, we're going to read some of it here Right now, today, we ain't done this in forever. I don't know how long it's been since we read feedback. Probably last year, I'd say. Yeah, it's been a while. All right. So the feedback starts out with a five-star review, and it says, Love the podcast. Love the series with Brother Dennis Heath. This has been a while ago. This was last, like, November. (laughs) I was 12 years old when he held us revival, and in that revival, I received the Holy Ghost for the first time. Love Brother Heath. He is a great man. Those were three really good episodes. I enjoyed being with him to record those. He done a great job talking about the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I love Brother Dennis. That was from a Southern Missouri fan. I think he preaches in Missouri quite a bit, or he used to. I know a while back he was. But he's a great friend, great man of God. Um, The next one is just titled Podcast. It says, we have been so blessed with the podcast with Brother Gallagher. So that would be... Two parts he included in our holiness series. As always, he makes the scripture so plain and easy to understand. The topic is so needed these days. Praise God for those that proclaim the truth. Love Brother Gallagher. And this was preaching at Fire Conference this week. So excited about that. It's going to be awesome. Of course, one of the best. This was from my memo. (laughs) Thank you, memo. Um, The next one is to you, Zach, actually. It says, Can't let this debate die. It says, well done is for good and faithful servants, not stakes. I had a pastor send me that a while back. <laughs> this is from Ryan Reams. Ryan. The stake debate, I guess, is slightly rekindled. There's a pastor from Louisiana sent me a text, and that's what it said. <laughs> I disagree. We just went and got a stake with the pastor a few days ago, and I got medium well because my wife wants medium well. And it was the large steak, and you share it between two people. And she wanted medium. I can eat both. I prefer medium, but I could eat both. But she wanted medium well, so that's what we got. And it was a good steak, very good steak. Well, I wasn't there. Just trust me. It so it was good. I don't know, but I just can slightly tell you, pink. It's it been better. Well done. 
I think your mom got one well done with A1 sauce. Craziness. It's the only way to eat it. All right. The next one's titled Shout Me Out. Shout Me Out. Yeah. So it's good. It says, greetings from South Alabama. I spoke to Brother Zach. I spoke to you and asked a spot on your podcast, <laughs> but I'll take a shout out. God bless. <laughs> this is from Caleb Foster. So shout out to Caleb Foster. <laughs> and I don't know. January 29th. Wow. Two months later, we got to you. We're going to get there. Don't worry. Yeah. We're slow, but we're faithful. All right. Where do we go? I'm confused. Okay. I've got one of these on here twice. Okay. This next one is, um, it says two Ps. These past two series that have been covered have been great. The series on the Holy Ghost has helped me in many ways with witnessing to fellow co-workers most of which do not understand Pentecostals and the Holy Ghost. And this series on gender and appearance distinction is something that needs to be covered with the way the world is today and everything that is pushed down the throats of the Christian, especially our kids. This is something that needs to be talked about. Great job. Keep up the good work. Podcast listener. Well, thank you for the feedback. Thank you. Modest apparel. I think it's spelled wrong. Apparel. I love this episode on modest apparel and the previous one on gender distinction. Much needed content for this generation. God bless you for sharing these truths. Five stars, January 31st from S. Surratt Review. Thank you so much as well. The next one says, thank you so much for why we believe what we believe episodes. It has helped us as a family tremendously. We were not raised in holiness, and we hear the standards of what not to do, but I've never heard them broke down as to why. The way y'all have broke it down opens it up and makes so much sense. It has really given me tools to use as my children are growing and in their early adulthood and teenage years and gives me a leg to stand on. When I try to explain that we don't do certain things or we do do certain things, and again, I just really want to say thank you. When I read this email, it really made me feel like we just I just didn't waste my time. You know, yeah. you know how things go in your head, and then of course, you know, you're going to make some folks mad that you know want to hate on holiness or whatever. And when I got this email, it really encouraged me because that was the the audience that I was targeting. That not that you know we know something that other people don't, but just to be a place of information that if right. there was somebody that was in a position at their church or wherever that they just didn't know why that they could go somewhere for them and their kids or whatever, and just have something they could listen to over and over and know why. Yes. That was really encouraging to me. Yeah. I appreciate that feedback and the honesty that was in that. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. And I'll leave that feedbacker anonymous for those reasons. But I appreciate that very, very much. The next one says, Best Pentecostal Holiness Podcast. That's a big title. That is. A big title. It says, Love the How I Believe series. The last two episodes with Tim Brim are the best. Brother Paxton Gooden from Whitehall Holiness Church in Richmond, Kentucky. I've never been to that church, but I've drove by. I've been there been years ago. I've drove by it a lot. Oh, yeah. I drove by it. <laughs> I've it's never, a beautiful church. Yeah, it is. It really is. Off the interstate, nice steeple. Yep. 
I love steeples. Yep. It just like solidifies that you're a church. I'll be going by that church in just a few days. Yep. Tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Well, today's Tuesday, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. The, uh, and I'll probably stop at Bucky's, which is right past there. I probably won't. I may or may not. I don't know. Too aggravating with an RV. But if I was in a car, I would. If I was in a car, I most definitely would. They have a beef jerky bar. I know it. Where in the world will you ever see another one of those? It's like just walking in to he- just like heavenly manna <laughs> just laying everywhere. Just any kind of beef jerky you want. And just get, if you just want one. Yep. If you just want five. Bucky's is pretty, pretty awesome. There's another. What was that other one? I passed by somewhere. It's almost equivalent. Wally's. Yeah. It's almost equivalent to a Bucky's it looked like, but I don't know which one's better. I haven't been in one. But it's humongous too. Of course, when there's always one, there's always another. Yep. When there's a family dollar, there's a dollar general. Speaking of which, I was driving through town the other day, and they was both in the same exact shopping center. There was one store between family dollar and dollar really? general. <laughs> they shared the same parking lot. Wow. And they was right, almost right next door to each other. The next one says, podcast with Brother Tim Brim. The podcast with Brother Brim have been such a wonderful blessing. Learned so much from God's word. Thank you very much. Love and prayers, Mamma and Papa. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I did some of my number one fans. I love them people. <laughs> Five stars. My name is Cameron. I absolutely love what y'all are doing here. I've learned a lot. It's really helped me as a new minister. Just getting started to understand some things. And I'm looking forward to what y'all have in the future. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for your feedback. And that's all I'm going to read today. Stay tuned next week, and we will read a little bit more of the feedback. Sounds great. So the topic of the day today is this thought, the assurance of salvation. There are many religions in this world today that teach that you've got to perform a bunch of works. There's a list of things you've got to do first before you can know you're saved. There's a process of salvation. And then some of them teach that you don't even know for sure. It's just a hope. You just hope that you're saved. There's people in this life that may say, I think I am, or I I hope I am, or I almost am. And then the devil probably tells everybody that you're not. But right here, right now, we want to tell you that you can know for 100% that you're saved and ready to meet God. You can be assured of that. That's right. That's right. We're going to read 1 John 5, 11 through 13. And it says, And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And John was writing in this epistle and plainly says, that that phrase that we just read right there, that we may know that we have eternal life. Our salvation is not something that we have to wonder about. 
It's not a hope-so salvation, but it is a no-so salvation. You can know 100%, not a guess, but a guarantee to all who believe. It's important to know without a doubt that you're saved. God created every man, every woman, boy and girl, a living soul. From the time of conception, you become a living soul. And that soul that you have will never die. It'll never cease to exist, but it'll be there for all of eternity. That that soul that you have and that you are really, well, you will you will always be from the, from the time you're born until the time uh, you die and on into eternity. You'll never lose that soul. And so, with the that knowledge of eternality that you'll you'll always be, you'll never cease to exist. It becomes vital that you know a hundred percent that you are ready to die at any moment. You've got to know it. You've got to be sure of that. It, it's so important for us to know that we're saved. And so then we get saved. We the, the we get conviction. The Lord comes. The Holy Ghost comes. Convicts our hearts. We get saved, and then we try to live. Most of the people, uh, especially that we're talking to today, we're, we're talking to people that are saved. That's who John was talking to, people that were already saved here. And we get saved, and we fall in love with Jesus, and we want to please the Lord. We want to do what's right. We, we live in preparation for the next world, the life to come. And we, we fall in love with the Lord. We're, we're trying to not do anything that would disappoint our Savior. And I believe one of the devil's favorite tactics is to plant doubt in the hearts of believers to tell them and make them think that they're not saved. There's not anybody that's saved, Brother Austin, that has not been told that lie from the devil that they're not saved. No. That's his favorite tool, I do believe is to just try to put that doubt in somebody's heart that maybe they're not saved. What if, what if they're not saved? And the devil likes to paint salvation as something frail and something shaky, something that with the slightest wrong move or the softest breeze of adversity would cause you to lose out on your salvation. He wants to paint salvation as something just so uh, frail and so weak, but salvation, the cord of salvation is not a weak thread, but it's a strong cable. It is something that will hold when the world's on fire. Yeah. It's very, very, uh, Paul wrote like this. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities and on and on and on. Uh, I could quote it, but I'm not for time's sake. Um, shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate you except yourself. Now, we're not one, we're not once in grace here. I'm not talking no. about that. Uh, we know that you can backslide. You can lose out. But the only way for you to backslide is if you do it. Nobody they, else can do it for you. And they paint that as a weak salvation. Yeah, but they, it's not. They're like, oh, y'all will backslide just tomorrow, and then you'll repent, then you'll backslide, then you'll <laughs> repent. And so they'll take logic like that and be like, well, you can be saved forever. But at that token, it's just a license to sin. Just do whatever you want, and you can make it. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to rehash all that. We've already went into much detail against Calvinist doctrine on here. Yeah. So we're not once in grace. We're not, we're not painting that picture. But... What we are trying to paint the picture of is salvation, I believe, is stronger than the average Christian realizes. And uh, like I say, that's not to say you cannot backslide, but even with backsliding, you don't do that by an accident. 
No. You don't backslide by accident. You've got to do it on purpose. And uh, you're not going to go to bed one night saved and wake up lost. The devil, he loves to tell people that. He'll wake him up in the middle of the night and say, you're lost. Was you saved when you went to bed? Then you're still saved. You know, it's not frail. It's not something that you're going to lose on an accident. Um, 1 John 2 and 1, he said, My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. There are going to be times when you mess up and when you fail. But there is always, there is grace for the guilty. Little children, I write unto you that you sin not. It's our goal. It's our. It's what we're pushing towards, to not sin. We don't believe in habitual sin. If you habitually sin, you're a sinner. You need to get saved. But John was writing here, he said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. If you fall... Repent, get back up, go again. That's what he's talking about. Don't just give up. Salvation is not uh, so frail that that it's going to drop you at a, a time of weakness. Now, like I said, please understand and don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not talking about habitual sin. I'm not talking about things. Um, I'm not talking about backsliding, but I'm talking about salvation is a strong cord, and it'll hold you. It'll keep you. Um, you can know you're saved by the Scripture. The scriptures over and over again tell us um, how to know that we're saved and the assurance of salvation. We can go on that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Again, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, the same shall be saved. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. First John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then John 3, 16, and on and on and on, you can know for sure that you're saved. You can take a scripture and you do what the scripture says, and you can know 100% that you've been saved. But I want to look at how else we know we're saved, the scriptures. But here's what I want to look at quickly today. We're not going to be on here very much longer, I don't think. But how else can you know you're saved? You can know by the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Uh, We know that the Holy Ghost is the convictor, I guess you could say that, of men's hearts. Um. John 16 and 8 said, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgments. And of judgment, sorry. One of the attributes of the Holy Ghost in salvation is to search the fields and convicting hearts looking for a bride for the Son. Someone cannot get saved, and we know this, unless the Holy Ghost convicts their hearts. If the Holy Ghost doesn't convict them and bring them in, then they can't be saved. It takes conviction to save a soul. And so when we're lost, before we get saved, we can feel the Holy Ghost, but it's the Holy Ghost in conviction. He's convicting us of our sin. And so we then we get saved because he convicts us and leads us to the Lord. And uh, we, we know that the, I think we've talked about it on here, the Holy Ghost deals in conviction. In John 3, 3 through 8, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
And Nicodemus went on to say, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb? And Jesus said that he, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, capital S, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And he said, marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whether it come or whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the spirit, again, capital S. And so we cannot explain salvation. We, we don't have a, a scientific solution to it. We can't tell you how it all happens. But we know when it happens because we feel it. Jesus said, you know when somebody gets saved, just like you see the wind blow. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. You cannot actually see the wind, but you see the effects of it. You feel it, and you see the trash cans blew over. You see the trampolines upside down. You know wind came through that place at some point in time, and that's exactly how it is when somebody gets saved. You might not be able to see it with the physical eye, but you feel it when it happens, and you see the evidence of it when the, the change that comes in their life. And so the Holy Ghost has a role by convicting them. And then at the uh, salvation, at the time of salvation, the Holy Ghost regenerates the old man and births a new man. We know it's the blood that saves at the time of conversion, but the spirit moves in and regenerates and breathes new life on every individual, just like he done in Genesis 1, when he moved on the face of the waters, he breathes on us, and it's a miracle. Every time somebody gets saved, it is the Spirit of God. And then the Bible tells us that the Spirit then dwells on the inside of a man or woman who has been born again. Look at the book of Romans. It says, for we have not, for ye have not, received the spirit of bondage again to fear. This is Romans 8, 15, 16. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I'm going to read that again. The Spirit itself, that's a capital S, the Holy Ghost. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That word beareth right there could be translated testify. This verse is saying, in essence, that the Holy Ghost testifies to our mind that we are saved. How can you know you're saved? Well, the Holy Ghost is present yeah. at the time of conversion. When a person gets saved, the Holy Ghost is there. They're not going to get saved unless the Holy Ghost shows up. And so every time a person calls on the name of the Lord, the blood has been applied. The Holy Ghost comes in and regenerates and makes that man or woman a new creature. The Holy Ghost was present when the adoption took place. That's what these scriptures are saying. We've been adopted and the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. When a man or woman gets saved, the Holy Ghost was there when the adoption took place and he testifies to us. He said, I was there when it happened and he furnishes to our spirit and to our mind that we are saved. So when the, the devil comes in and tells you that you're not saved, all you have to do is start raising your hand. If you just give God glory and speak the name of Jesus and you feel the Lord in any way, you feel the Holy Ghost move on you in any way, then you can know a hundred percent. You can say, devil, you might as well get out of here because the Holy Ghost says I'm saved. The Holy Ghost is bearing witness with my spirit. He's testifying to me right now that I am 
am saved. So when we're lost, we felt the Holy Ghost by conviction and condemnation. But now that we're saved, we feel him in confirmation and consolation that we have been born again. So you can drub that and rub that in the devil's nose that you are saved because you feel the Holy Ghost. You are saved because you feel the Spirit of God. The old song said, I was there when it happened. And I guess I ought to know. So that connection that you feel with the heavenly world, when the heavenly world comes down and connects with your spirit, that's the Holy Ghost testifying to you that you've been saved. And you can know 100% that you are a child of God. And that's such an amazing feeling, you know, just to get be able to get in prayer right now. Yes. If we ended this podcast and just both got in prayer and can feel the Holy Ghost, we know for a hundred percent, if I drop dead right now, yeah. Should the rapture take place right now, I'm, right. I'm ready. Yep. I, I I ain't always had that. Nope. A lot of people don't have that. No, a lot of people don't. And have the peace it. that comes with that. Yep. That's right. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. That's why I say, you know, when you're not saved, you feel the Holy Ghost in conviction, and so. Then after you get saved, you feel him in comfort and in consolation. And there are other t- there's times when when he'll convict you of things. Um, I'm not well, saying that, but I'm saying for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying when the devil's telling you you're not saved, and you begin to worship, yeah. and you feel the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost don't move on on sinners like that. The Holy Ghost don't testify to sinners' hearts like that. When you feel the Holy Ghost in a positive way. You can know you're saved. You can You'll know you saved for ten years and twenty years. Yeah, and something will pop right. up in your life, and the Holy Ghost say, "Don't do it." Yes, don't go. Yeah. Well, just a while back, um, for example, I don't know if I've said it on here or not, but we was at a mall in Texas, just for an example of the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost, and we was at a mall in Texas, and you know, my wife's been saved a long time, and I took some kids, she took some kids, we split up, and. She walked in a store, and it looked just like a home decor store, which would catch her eye. Mm-hmm. She likes home decor, and so she walked in. She told me this after the fact. And she walked in, and she said the Holy Ghost just checked her and told her to get out. She just felt that, right? She mm-hmm. felt so checked to get out. And so she just, well, it ain't that big a deal to her. So she just felt the Holy Ghost. So she walked out, and she said as soon as she turned around and started walking out the other way, that home decor store was actually full of uh, majestic things and solar systems and Big Bang Theory mm. and false gods and yeah. you know all these sun gods and all this nonsense. Yeah. And the Holy Ghost said, get out. Yeah. And I told her, I said, that's unreal. Yeah. You know, what a blessing. You know, that, that could save you from so many bad decisions. Yes, it can. You get saved. And then you literally have a comforter with you. Yeah. You've got a teacher with you. You've yeah. got a, a guide is what Jesus called him. You've got a guide with you. You've got a GPS inside of you yeah. to tell you where to go, where not to go. Yes, that, sir. That's unbelievable. And so I thought that was amazing because I told her, I said, you realize if you would have override those feelings, because you can. Oh, yeah. So if you would have overrode those feelings and stayed in that store, the Holy Ghost wasn't staying in that store. Yeah. You would have had to got down and repent. And got done your done your works <laughs> over because he wasn't staying in there, mm-hmm. and so I I just threw that in there. I just yep. thought it, it is amazing, yeah. It what is. the spirit will do for your life. Yep. That's right. That is right. Well, I hope we've encouraged somebody today. I I wanted to throw that back in there um, that I didn't mean the Holy Ghost never convicts after you get saved, but I'm I'm talking about 
when you're trying, right. when the devil's fighting your mind, telling you you're not saved, and you feel the Holy Ghost in a positive way, then that means you're saved. Because the Holy Ghost yeah. don't move like that on sinners. Not in, not in that sense. You don't he have to convince. disclaimer everything. Well, you do sometimes. <laughs> sometimes because you people, the, and the devil can twist mean. words. I know what you So mean. I just wanted to throw that back in there, yeah. what we're talking about. But you can know that you're saved today. Yeah, you can. If the devil's been fighting your mind, i tell you what you ought to do. You ought to just find you somewhere to pray and just start worshiping God. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Start worshiping God, and the Spirit will come down. If you're saved, the Spirit will come down, and you can tell the devil, devil, I'm saved. The Holy Ghost is testifying to me right now that I'm saved. That's exactly it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad I'm saved. I am too. I'm glad I'm saved. I know I can be saved. Yes. I can I can feel him. What going a down the road. You don't. I don't even have to be on my knees. Just go down the road. Go right. through McDonald's drive-through. Yep. Just anywhere. That's what this song says right here. As we get off here, my wife wrote this one too. By the way, <laughs> little plug for his wife again. <laughs> These are some good songs. <laughs> she wrote this one. I've been trying I've to wrote get some her. songs too. You won't play them in church. Maybe next time. I'm just kidding. Maybe next week. Oh yeah, peace out. Give you my